0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hold on, everybody. Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. Uh, this is our season 12 uh, fall premiere uh, today, and, um, and I'm just happy to be here. Uh, we're starting a little bit late today. There were some technical difficulties, so apologies to everyone who was trying to tune in right at uh, 12 o'clock, but I should be good to go now. First, I want to say uh, just, you know, thank you for everyone for their continued support of the show. Thank you. You know, so I've been doing this a long time, and some of you guys have been there from the beginning. Others are newer listeners, so I thank you all for your support. And uh, you know, I look forward to doing some some more provocative, uh, spiritually based, interesting, controversial even uh, shows for for many years to come. Um, there's a lot going on around the world um, today uh, that I want to just touch on briefly. But um, today, what I want to talk about mainly is the very popular. Uh, HBO drama slash comedy uh, Insecure. Uh, Many of you may know that, you know, I did a all-time classic special on the BET show, Being Mary Jane, which was, um, you know, and and is, uh, in my opinion, one of the most uh, accurate shows that really depicts, um, you know, successful African-American women and the, dating and relationship drama, issues, struggles that they endure. Um And I was, like I said, I wasn't really, and that was being Mary Jane. And, you know, I did a two-night, uh six-hour special on that uh, uh maybe last year. And, you know, I wasn't familiar with Insecure um at that time. I hadn't really watched it. I just recently uh watched it, began watching it with my wife. And, you know, I was blown away because I feel like Insecure, Issa Rae, Her show is, her character is even more accurately depicted uh, of, a a more accurate depiction of, you know, what goes on. I shouldn't say more accurate, but just a different and just as real depiction of African-American women and the struggles that they deal with as far as dating and relationship goes. And I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about Issa Rae. I want to talk about um, the the character of Lawrence. The best friend Molly, uh, there's a lot to talk about, which is one of the reasons why I want to do it. Make this a two night. Or a two, I'm still used to doing uh, nine o'clock, uh, a two part special on on this topic on this show, and uh, so that's what I'm gonna do today. Um, I'll be honest with you. There's a lot that I have to say, and, and it's going, You know, certain things may be uh, they may be a shot in the gut. You know, they may hurt to hear, but if you're the type of woman that can listen. Uh, with an open mind, even men you know men listen a lot of men listen as well, but if you're the type of woman that can listen and you know take what 's being said as constructive and not like you know an attack you'll you'll see and, and really and I believe be able to relate on a number of different levels to some of your actions that you may see played out on the show um maybe you have an ex boyfriend maybe you have a guy who's potential you haven't necessarily appreciated and recognized, um, I think this will be a really helpful show for you. So let me jump right into it real quick, man. Just a shout out to everybody uh, in the Caribbean, down south, you know, in Houston with with Hurricane Irma, Hurricane Harvey. uh, Both were absolutely devastating. I know some people that were out in those areas and that were directly affected. So just continue to pray for everybody. Continue to pray for the families. And, um, you know, shout out to everyone who has been giving. Um, I know my fraternity, we gave, you know, several hundred dollars to uh, the relief effort down there. Um, And shout out to everyone else who who has been um, generous um, because this could happen anywhere. You know, it was, you know, Hurricane Katrina a few years ago, Hurricane Harvey, Irma. You know, this this could happen at any time, really, with any city. You never really know uh, when you could be affected, whether it's a hurricane or earthquake, you know, you know, it could be anything. So continue to give, continue to support and uh, and pray for these, uh, the families affected. Um, one of the things that I want to I'm not going to talk about a lot of things going on in the world So I really want to, uh, I got started a little bit late today, but I want to talk about one uh, piece of what's going on around the world. And this, you know, is in the entertainment news, um, Kevin Hart. A lot of people are talking about Kevin Hart right now. I don't even have a lot to say about it, but what I will say about Kevin Hart, and for those of you who are unfamiliar, it looks like he, you know, was involved in some type of inappropriate behavior. There was some news about it, which I talked about on a live show, about maybe three or four live shows ago, uh, that same show I talked about, like R. Kelly and Usher and Kevin Hart. And I touched on it then, and I don't have a lot of different things to say um, at this point, but what I will say is, you know, None of us are perfect. And I'm not here to defend him. I'm not here to excuse cheating if that's even what happened. But what I am here to say is that, and what I said on social media was, you know, if you're the type of person that takes pleasure, you know, in the misery or misfortune of others, you know, you, you're just, you're a negative individual. You're a miserable individual. You know, and, and we should never be happy. Like I've been hearing a lot of people online specifically women saying, you know, what goes around comes around and how you get them is how you keep them and different things like that. But, I mean, that that's, you know, I told you so, I knew this was going to, like, all that stuff doesn't help. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't help anything. That's just being negative. That's being um, opportunistic. You know, you know, misery based on what's going on in your life, you know, and saying, wow, well, I'm upset with what's going on. I'm not happy. I'm not pleased with how my life is going. So I'm going to take pleasure in someone else having a hard time with their relationship because my baby's dad doesn't want me because my ex-boyfriend is cheating or whatever the case is. And, you know, so still you know, pray for them. Pray for Kevin Hart. You know, pray for Aniko. Um, you know, pray for the kids. You know, the children involved. And, you know, this is not, you know, something anyone should be happy about. So, and that's what, like I said, that's all I really have to say about it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and judge him or judge their situation and, you know, going this whole big thing. I don't know him. I don't know what's going on in their life. He hasn't even said what's happened, you know, um anything I'll, I'll talk about, you know, to the, specifically to the women on, and that's what I have done over the years is I'll talk about how to avoid being cheated on, Um how to avoid dealing with cheaters. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to sit there and bash that man specifically, you know, because I don't, I don't, one, that's not what I do. And two, that's not, you know, that's not my place because we don't, none of us really have all the information, you know. So, you know, he, I mean, I'm not going to even speculate, but he, he issued the apology. But an apology could be anything, you know. An apology could be, you know, some type of inappropriate behavior. An apology could be, oh, I went to a strip club and, you know, you don't know, we don't know what happened. So just, you know, take it easy. Get a, get a man a break. Get, pray for them. Pray for the couple. Pray for the kids. All right. I, real quick, I've been seeing a lot of people online, a lot of a lot of individuals on Facebook, a lot of people, um, you know, saying different things, disagreements. There's been a lot of, whether it's politics, religion, um, there's a lot of people who are, are very quick to engage someone, not on their page, but on, you know, someone else's page about their personal opinions. And one of the things I said online is, look, I said, if you don't like what someone posts, delete them, you know. I said people don't like, uh, if people don't like what you post, uh, you don't like what someone else posts, you don't like that person. You know, for me, friendship, I take friendship seriously. So if I'm not friends with you, if I don't like you, if I feel like you don't like me, I don't want to be around you. I don't want you to be around me. And I think that's, that's just how I live my life, you know. And so I would think, I would like to just pass that on. You know, we see a lot of subliminal text, subliminal posts, subliminal tweets about people. Like, one guy, he was, like, inviting someone to fight him. And somebody on the comments was like, oh, who are you talking about? He's like, no, whoever the person who this is directed to is going to see this. I'm like, "What? you want to fight someone. Like, why is this person even on your friend's list if you want to fight them? If it's to that level? Like, so it makes no sense to me. So just, you know, and, and, and it will, in my opinion, bring about a certain level of peace, a certain level of happiness to you. All right, once you, you know, eliminate the negativity, the negative individuals, and just focus on your life. So let's jump into it. I want to talk a little bit about Issa uh the, the HBO comedy Insecure. Uh, before I talk about it, I want to just give a little bit of background, though, you know, and, and it, because a lot of times people just look at these shows as shows. They look at these shows as entertainment. But what, unfortunately, what people have to understand, as I've been talking about for the last, you know, several years, really forever, is that this is not just entertainment. One of the reasons, real quick, anyone ever wondered, like, wow, this is HBO, it's been on forever. How come there aren't more shows like Insecure on HBO? You know, that's that, that that kind of goes away from their typical, you know, content that they put out. And I even had to ask myself that. I said, you know, this seems like more like a, a BET show or, or you know, TV1 or VH1, you know, something like that. I said, why is this on HBO? And then I had, to, and I actually watched it. I watched it. And it turns out that this does a great job of pushing the agenda. You know, you understand that? It pushes the agenda. If you don't know, you don't understand. There's an agenda in the media, and always has been to depict black women as whores, uh, black men as criminals, drug dealers, thugs. um, And and, and historically, you know, they, the powers that be, white always use those themes to entertain themselves. That's why you have to ask yourself. I've watched Insecure. Many of you have watched Insecure. Ask yourself right now, is Insecure a comedy? I mean, really ask yourself, is, is there anything funny about it? Did you, did you ever laugh at this show? That's a good show. It's an entertaining show. But is it a comedy? Will and Grace is a comedy. Martin is a comedy. You know, even Blackish is a comedy. But is Insecure a comedy? No. But if you Google HBO comedy, Insecure, it'll say right there under the description comedy. If you look at some of these award shows, it's listed as comedy. And there's nothing funny about it. But it's not even that it's not whether well, it's funny, because some comedy is just not funny. That's not the point. The point is that's how it's marketed. That's how it's listed. Why? So that not just black people will watch, so that white people will watch. You see that? You ask I mean, think about it. If you look at a perfect example, if you look at a show like The Game, The Game that was on BET, it's kind of similar. You know, similar themes, similar, even has the same character. The same, Lawrence was on uh, The Game, last season The Game. That's not marketed as a comedy. It's just a show. You see what I'm saying? And when you want to, and, and but then again, if you look at the viewership, you look at the network that it's on, that's why. You know, it's not marketed to white people. Insecure is put on HBO. HBO is, has a viewership of like 80 or 90% white. You know what I mean? So if you put a show on HBO and you expect to be successful, you're going to have to market it as a comedy so that white people can watch. My point with all this, guys, is that if you go back, white people have always laughed. If you go back even further to slavery, White people were, were entertained by female slaves, African-American slaves, you know, who would take their clothes off, dance on poles and different things. And they would be sold off to the highest bidder. That's, how they, that's what their entertainment was.
0: You know what I mean? And it's
1: always been that way. Now it's just a different type of uh, way that we're entertaining rich white folk. And Insecure is a perfect example of that. You know, it's not just, to, please understand, it's not just on, you know, vh one you know, all these shows, love and hip hop, they have their audiences are mostly white. They're laughing at us. You know, we're entertained by it, but the white folks, they're not really watch. They're not laughing with us. They're laughing at us. You know, I think, and so that's just something to understand before we even get into the show. You got to know even know what you're watching. Insecure is not a black show. Please understand that. Insecure is as white as it gets. A show blackish is not a is not a black show. These are white shows with black actors, black people put in place to entertain rich white. If you have a black show with black actors targeted to black people, it's not going to have a a big, you know, white people budget. You understand that? It's probably going to be on B- I mean, everything is white owned. now. You know what I mean? There are no black shows. Really. You know, if you're talking about network television, HBO, NBC, ABC, CBS, these are all white shows. The producers are white. The executive producers are white. The directors are white. Uh, They may get a black director, you know, but these shows, and make no mistake about it, are absolutely white designed to push the agenda put in place, the historical agenda put in place by rich white folk. All right? And And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, let me give you some examples real quick. Tell me what these shows have in common. Insecure. Being Mary Jane. Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, The Have and the Have-Nots, and then The Quad. Now, those are six shows, six very different shows. But what do those shows have in common? Let's just think about it. What do they have in common? They're all dramas, right? But what do they have in common? One thing they all have in common is strong female African-American leads. Insecure Issa Rae, B. Mary Jane. Gabrielle Union, Scandal, Kerry Washington, How to Get Away with Murder, Viola Davis, um, Having to Have Nots. You got, you know, a number of African-American women, uh, Tika Sumter, The Quad, uh, Anika Noni Rose. You know, but what do all those African-American women have in common? Anybody? Well, they all are adulterers. They all are promiscuous. They all are not living life with standards and morals and values. They all are having sex with with people who are in relationships. They are, in some capacity, they're committing adultery, cheating. Issa Rae, I mean, I don't really need to go through this, but you guys know Issa Rae obviously cheated on Lawrence, being Mary Jane, having sex with, the, with Amari Harwick, season one, and even all throughout the show. Scandal. Olivia Pope, obviously. You know, having sex with the president who's married, uh, how to get away with murder, adulterer, having sex with married men, having and have nots. We all know Tika Sumters, if you watch it, you know what she does on that show. The Quad, very successful, fairly newer show. If you guys watch it on BET, what does she do? Oh, she's married, and she cheats on her husband with one of her students. That's six different shows on network television, major networks, Featuring African-American women, and they're all whores. They're all cheaters. They're all adulterers. Do you guys think that's a coincidence? Does anyone think that's a coincidence that every single strong, leading African-American woman on network television in these dramas is an adulterer? That is why Insecure is on HBO. It's why all of these shows are greenlit to begin with because they push the agenda. Okay. A lot of people never looked at it like that, and you won't hear what I just said being put out there in the mainstream media. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if the technical difficulties I, you know, I had in the beginning of the show, getting the show started, were, were because of, you know, who knows? But this is not this is what people don't want you to hear. Let's talk about the show a little bit. Insecure. Isha, let me just say this. Isha, I, I wasn't familiar with her. Uh, prior to this show, but she's actually very talented. Uh, from my understanding, she is. Because this isn't a negative. I don't want to, try to think I'm a hater. I'm just going to say this isn't to bash the show. This is to talk about the show. It's a good show. Being Mary Jane is a good show. You know, the, these shows are very well acted. Uh, I believe uh, Gabrielle Union is a good actress. Issa Rae is a good actress. I believe the writing on both shows um, is very good. The directing is very good. The production is good. So it's not, you know, the, the, the production and the acting, the way the show is put forth is on a very high level. I'm, I'm very impressed with her um, her relatability, her ability to accurately and effectively portray, and really just to tell a story. It's, it flows. It it's not boring. It's not slow. It's It's engaging. You know, um and so and as a writer myself, I'm a fan of storytelling. And and insecure is but is told very effectively. It's not too long, it's not drawn out, it's not boring at all. And there are even times when being Mary Jane is boring to me. Um, but insecure is pretty much very short to this to the point and you know, and so from that perspective I, I enjoy it. You know, my wife and I watch it. We enjoy it. And I'm not, let me just say this first. Um, There may be some things I talk about today um, that are not necessarily in line with with what's currently going on. I'm only on season or episode two of season two. So today's show is mainly going to be about season one. Part two, when I do part two, I will have hopefully have watched season two in its entirety, and that way I'll be able to talk more about, I want to talk more about, I'm not going to really talk about Molly today. I want to let y'all know that. Uh, there's a lot, I could do a whole show on just Molly. You know what I mean? Believe that. And that's what I'm going to do more. And so this may even end up being a three or four-part special, to be honest with you, because there's a lot that I want to say about Molly Then I want to talk about, this, the, you know, season two as a whole. And I'm sure there will be more things regarding Issa and Lawrence that uh, will be uh, I'll need to discuss. So look out, just look out for I'll be talking about this for a little while. Started a little bit late today, so I may not even get done everything I want to talk about today. So let me just get into it. We'll see how it goes. Issa Rae is her. I'll just call her Issa because I'm talking about the character, not the actor. The actor. If you look at shows like Mary Jane, being Mary Jane, and if you heard my two-part special on that, you know that you see more of the Mary Jane Pauls in the world that, you know, the women with the kind of attitude, more stuck up, promiscuous, well-dressed, very sexual, educated. Like we, as men, we see a lot of those types of women. So it's not hard to see, look at Mary Jane and be like, okay, that's why you're single. You know? Okay. That's why you're, you know, you're you're cheating with a married man. You, You have an agenda of, you have a bad attitude. You have, a certain mentality that is obviously going to leave you single. No man in his right mind would want to marry a woman like Mary Jane Paul on the show. And and I talked a lot about that on that that two part special. The character of Issa is very unique. She's very unique because she's different. Why well, is, she's not different. There are a lot of Issas out there. But but she's different because she's different to women. Men know a lot of Easter rates. You know, we know we see the we see them all the time, but Issa is less familiar to most women. Most women look at Issa Ray and say, Wow, I can relate to her. You know, I, she she's not a quote unquote hoe. She's not she doesn't dress like a freak. She's not out there being, you know, in the clubs and doing all this different stuff, being a freak, being a flirt, getting drunk. I I she you know, she's a teacher. She works with kids. She's, you know, she dresses fairly moderately. Um, She has a nice personality. She's friendly. She's outgoing. Like she's not a, you know, what people call a bitch. She doesn't have like a bitchy attitude. And so most women look at her and, and they see themselves and they say, wow, you know what I mean? Like, you know, she doesn't have the weave. She's a little overweight. You know what I mean? Like she, she's, She's more relatable. She's not out there with her boobs out, her ass out, um, and so she's more relatable to to the average woman. Okay, she's not the type of woman where you would look at typically and say, "I see why she's single." You know, I I see why or this. And so, but unfortunately, if you're a man and you look at, you know, Issa's character. You know, it, we see those women all the time. It's not hard for us to see why she's saying it. You may be saying, well, what are these reasons? on? What, what do you mean by that? Like, well, let's talk about it. And, and please don't take this. But Issa Rae is what I would call a likable hoe, okay? There are a lot of hoes out here, okay? And, the, and we all know hoes. Like you say, what's your definition of a hoe? You give your definition of a hoe. Everyone, Whether it's my definition or whether it's yours, everyone has their own definition, of a hoe. Many people know hoes. You know, if you ask any man who watches this show, they're going to say, oh, Issa Rae is a hoe. You know, and the, but the reality is she's a likable hoe. M- Mary Jane is a hoe as well. Right? You know, she's, you know, she's had sex with multiple people in the same day. She's done all, three, you know, how many people has she had sex with just in the season, the season that it's been on? Many. So I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But Issa Rae has her own hoe tendencies. Let's talk about it. She's single. She's successful. She's African-American. Um, she, she's, she's, she curses. She, she can be a little vulgar uh, at times. She, she struggles with some insecurities. She's self-conscious. Uh, historically, Issa has had very bad luck with men. A lot of women are single out there, 30, 35. They've had, you know, different experiences with men, and they're not really happy uh, with their dating life. Many of those women have called 855 558 on to schedule a 30-minute session, a free consultation to see what's going on. Um, and I want to talk about why the Isis of the world have had some of the reasons why she's had that bad luck with men. A lot of women, they look around and say, wow, I don't understand it. Why can't I get a good man? Well, let's look at it. All right? Let's talk about Lawrence a little bit. All right? Let's talk about Lawrence. A lot of people say, well, you know, I can't get a good man. Well, the reality is Issa had, you know, she had a good man. This is basically based off season one. Issa had a good man, you know. Um, But Lawrence, let's talk about Lawrence. Lawrence was, you know, someone who who lived, they lived together. Lawrence and Issa lived together. Uh, He was unemployed, uh, but he was working on a business plan. And... You know, I can relate to that. You know, a lot of men can relate to it. Most men can relate to it, African-American men. I mean, most men, you know, do not do well uh, in corporate America. It's not really built for us. You know, certain guys do well, but at, at the end of the day, it's it's a rich white man's uh, industry. And a lot of times there's an agenda to get, you know, to get hold the black man down, get, get rid of the black man in these types of sales environments and, you know, banking, whether it's... Uh, you know, computers. I mean, it could be anything, any type of corporate setting. Um, it, it, a lot of times there's that agenda to, to not really allow that black man to get to the top level, the highest level. So we can relate to that. Um, so a lot of us become entrepreneurs. Uh, we, we work on a business plan. We, we, we invest in a startup. We, you know, brainstorm. we're doing different things to get our own thing off the ground. And that often takes time. That often takes a, a period of struggle. Uh, I know a lot of men to relate to that. so you see that play out in the in the show. The problem with it is is that he's doing these things, he's working on these plans, trying to get his thing together. But you know they're living together, they're trying to build their relationship together. Well, they've been in a relationship, and that has taken some some it's it, it has causing some problems problems between the two of them. Uh, you see in that first episode. You know, she even says, you know, you know, well, are you going to get a real job? And, you know, do different things. And he's looking like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to get my stuff together. And if you look at the show, he's trying to become, he's trying to develop an app, an app that's going to make a good uh, amount of money. But it's just not coming together just yet. One of the things that I saw from the from the movie or from the show that I didn't really like was that, and you see this a lot in real life. You see women who. Have a good man. They claim to support that man, but as they're quote unquote supporting that man, they're nagging, uh, they're encouraging him to get a real job. They are causing arguments out of frustration. You know, maybe the bills are behind, or different things aren't going how they would like them to go, and so that causes conflict. And that's not to take away uh, any responsibility from Lawrence, because there were some things I don't think he. I think he could have done differently as well, did a better job of doing, but. One thing that you saw in the show is that he's committed to them, right? He was committed to their relationship, and that's what you don't see uh, from Issa. You know, he's getting unemployment checks. Uh, he's you know home during the day, and you you, you know I got the sense, and you see him play out that she's ready to basically leave the relationship. So how so? for me it's kind of contradictory to say okay i love you i support you but i want to go ahead in a different direction with this relationship i want to see other people i don't want i no longer want to be committed to you you know if you look at the show they're arguing they're not talking and one of the best scenes in the in the in the show that i saw one of my favorite scenes so far was the it was the flashback scene there was the flashback scene where you you saw them in the beginning of their relationship, you know, playing around, watching TV, watching movies, hanging out, interacting with each other, being intimate, you know, and then you saw the contrast of how things are currently with them fighting and arguing and not talking and not getting along. And it was just a very interesting contrast that I think a lot of people can relate to. It's like, you know, the challenge of one of the main challenges of relationships is to keep that, Keep keep it consistent. You know, you can be going through things. You can not get along, but you still got to keep that intimacy. You still got to keep that communication. And one, another thing that I saw that was unfortunate was that she never really articulated, at least we didn't see it play out on the show, she never really articulated exactly what her issue was. You know, she they never really say if it's financial. They never really say... If they don't say what it is, she doesn't say what it is. So it's like he's thinking everything is good. She's thinking I'm halfway out the door and halfway into the bed of another man. But, she, you know what I'm saying? She, In fact, you know, he comes home. She doesn't ask how his day was. She's only concerned with herself. It's like where is the intimacy? Where is the companionship? And so, unfortunately, what we see is we, we only see her frustration. You know, well, and that's where communication becomes so important because a lot of men, and even a lot of women I mean, in different cases, you're thinking everything is fine. You th- you know, you may know you have problems, but you don't know the extent of the problem. You don't know just how bad that problem is, right? Now, this is, and this, is, people may still be thinking, like, well, why do you say she's a hoe, data I mean, I hear, you know, I hear what you're saying, but why would you say she's a hoe? Well let's talk about it for me, okay just, and this is just one of my definitions this a, is a, a portion of the of, of you know my definition. if you are in a relationship, okay, if you are dealing with someone, but you are also dealing with someone else, you are interacting with someone else on a sexual level, on an intimate level, on an emotional level. To me, whether you're a man or a female, that is behavior. Okay. Being a hoe. If you're a che- if you're a cheater, you're a hoe. If you have sex with somebody and you have sex with somebody else, you're a hoe. If you have a man, you have a woman, and you're texting and chatting with you know someone else and you're flirting. Then you're that's that's a that's behavior, to me. Now, what I saw in the show was. They're laid up. You see you see one of the, you know, they're, they're hanging out in the bed. Either he was asleep. I forget exactly what he was doing. But this chick is on Facebook, right? And the guy pops up. What's the guy? Derek, he pops up. I miss you. And then she responds back, I miss you too. Now, I'm, I'm asking myself, you know, what 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 part of the game is that? You know, wh- wh- where is that okay? You know, you you live with someone. Right? You're dealing, in fact, she even says, hey, she tries to break up, but she goes out with a friend basically and says, you know, I think it's best if we kind of do this, you know, separately. And she says, I'm going to stay with, with Molly. And, 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 then, and then she goes out, and she, she already has a mindset of a single woman. Like, you, you literally, you don't even know if you're broken up. You have this argument with them. You tell me you want to break up. You know, you're not even sure if you're broken up but you have a mindset of going out and meeting new dudes. And I think that's one of the biggest problems in today's society. You know, when you look around, you look at women, you know, a lot of them are quote-unquote single, but they have this baggage, right? They have this ex that they live with or this ex that they just broke up with or their child's father who they still talk to every day and sometimes sleep with and different things. You know, they're having sex. Most of the cases, raw sex, no condoms. You're just sleeping with someone. But then you're still dating. You're still going out with your girlfriends, meeting people. And it's like, you know, where is that okay? You know, and then you wonder why none of those guys want to take you seriously. See, a lot of times women will have this perfect this perfect idea, you know, in a perfect world they'll be dealing with this guy. They can't leave him alone. They don't want to leave him alone because they don't want to be single. But in a perfect world they'll meet someone who will take them away from that situation, and make it so that they are able to just walk away without having their feelings, or without having to grieve, without having to cry, because you will be so focused on the new guy that they won't have time to be upset about the old guy. That's that's their goal. That's the plan. Guess what? That plan never works. Okay, and that you can't see the problem. And it never, and first of all, it never works for a number of reasons. But not only does it not work on your end, what man in their right mind would go for that? The problem is women think that they can be, you know, invisible. They think that they can do all this stuff, date all these guys, but the man that they're the new guy will not be able to pick up on the fact that they have this baggage. The man will not be able to pick up on the fact that there's still other, there's another guy in the picture. Then they wonder why the new guy is quote-unquote playing games. They wonder why the new guy doesn't want to commit. Well, think about it. You, you, you still have a Lawrence in your life. You still live with someone. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like what man would, would actually wife you up or even take you seriously when you're obviously still in love with someone? You obviously have this, this soul tie. I shouldn't use the word love because it's not love, you know, based on the biblical definition. But you have this connection with someone that's obvious. And a lot of women, they think that men can't see that. There are a lot of Isas on that night when her and Molly went out to that club. These clubs out here, these lambs out here are filled with those same exact situations of tons of successful women racking their brains trying to figure out why aren't any of these guys out here taking me shit? I'm meeting guys. I fill in my nice dress. I feel, you know, I get dressed up. I go out with my girls. But why are none of these guys the one? But you know you're going home to lunch. You know you you still have a, a guy. You're like, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. and I've counseled countless women who've asked me this. They say, "Well, they not? How do they know? They don't. I don't tell these guys about them. I don't tell them, you know, that, I'm, that I have a Lawrence at my house or a Lawrence waiting for me afterwards. Guess what, ladies? We know. We automatically know. Okay, it's not it's not something you can hide. Don't worry about how we know. Just know that we know. And when we know, we're never going to take you seriously, and it's just going to be about sex. And that's the problem. A lot of women are very hesitant to give up that new sex. They don't want to give up this. They want to continue having sex with Lawrence, but they don't want to give the the, the sex to the new guy. So it's like at that point it becomes a cat and mouse. Because at that point, the man is all, that's the only reason he's there. You know, it's like Marshawn Lynch. You know why I'm here. Like, he's just waiting for the sex. Whereas you're like, all right, well, look, take me out, get to know me, wine and dine me, you know, let me give me a reason to leave my ex alone so I can deal with you. But the guys, like, no, nah, I just, I'm just here for one thing. And so that's where it's like, that's where there's the disconnect. That's where the, the it's like two trains on a on on one track on a collision course. It's only going to end in one way: a fight, a blowout, you know, something crazy, you know, or worse. So. Somebody, some people may say, "Well, you know, why did you say she was vulgar? Well, what was vulgar about it?" Well, if you look at that that scene, she gets up on the stage and she starts rapping about broken pussy. Right now, I mean, I was just watching that, okay, and and I was and I, I took myself out of the mindset of a married man, I took myself out of the mindset of a father, a husband, and just looked and put myself back into a single man's mindset for that period of time. And I'm put, I, put, I even put myself in the club. And I asked myself, I've been, you know, no one's, I don't think anyone's partied more than me. You know, I mean, I, there was a point where I was partying, like, every day of the week, you know, in the club, doing different things. And I put myself into that mindset, and I said, wow, if I was there, if I saw her on stage rapping about broken pussy being as vulgar as a woman could possibly be, would would that be someone I'd want to take home to my mom? Would that be someone that I would want to date, take out on a date, you know, dinner to movies? And and there's not a man within the sound of my voice, there's not a man that you know that would look at this show, that would look at even that scene, like, wow, that's my future wife right there. They, they, no one, no one. Please understand. Don't let anyone lie to you. Don't let people deceive you with their foolishness. There's not a man on the planet that would look at that and be like, "Wow, that's my future wife. That's the woman I would choose." You know, and let's be. And I got. I, I, you know me. I keep it. I don't sugarcoat. I don't care about ratings. I don't care about people's feelings. I just, you know, I keep it honest. I keep it real. Issa Rae is not that attractive. All right, and I, and I, I'm not saying that to bash her. But what I'm saying is. You know, from a male standpoint, you know, if if you unless I mean not even unless you could be a, a freaking dime, you could be the most beautiful woman in, on the planet, but unless your attitude is is where we want it to be, unless your personality is on the highest possible level, the only thing it's going to be about is sex. So not only is she vulgar, not only is her personality, not only is her moral code or moral standard. On a very low level, she's really not that attractive, and that's no disrespect to anyone. But she's just not. You understand that? And, and she lost some weight, you know. But in the first season, in the second season, she lost some weight. But in the first season, she's I said she's overweight. She just she just looked horrible to me. And I and I'm not saying she looked horrible strictly based on her physical appearance. But like I said, her vulgarity, the way she carried herself, it was just it was just disgusting to me and And there's not a man on the planet that would be like, "Wow, oh my God, I want her! I'm surprised, even Lawrence you know her, the character i'm like what what do you see in her you know she's so she was so negative, even to him, so negative, so miserable, so depressed, so unfriendly. It's yeah. like this is he's a handsome guy, he's an attractive guy, like he could go out and get any any woman, even with no job and so I think one of the things women have to do is and this is where the self-reflection becomes important. You really have to look internally and be like, first of all, how do I look? You know what I mean? Like, you, like if you know you're not, like, the most beautiful woman in the world, you darn sure better have the best personality. Your, your spirituality level better be on the highest. And a lot of people will be afraid to say that. I don't care. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't I'm not afraid to say anything. You know, because I'm just and the fellas. No, I've, I've had this same. It was a fight night. We had the uh, what Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor fight was another fight uh, last weekend. Uh, Triple G. I mean, different events. Men talk. And the ladies, you have to understand if you're not beautiful, like, if you're not on the highest level of beauty, it, you can still get a man. Don't get me wrong. You don't have to be beautiful to get a man, but you better have the best personality possible. Don't be ugly and be you know and be a bitch. Please don't. No, you know, no disrespect. But I'm just saying, you can't have a bitchy attitude if you're ugly, and, and you know, and if you if you are pretty, and you have a bitchy attitude, you know, that's gonna make you just as ugly. So just have the the greatest personality. Be friendly. Be personal. Be outgoing. Issa Rae does everything wrong in the first season. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, I I didn't come here to uh, sugarcoat. I didn't come here. So I don't do these shows just to do them. I do them to be as real as I can possibly be, all right? Now, she even says, you know, sometimes I want to go out and I, I want to be dicked down the right way. And I'm just like, yo, who like, who talks like that? You, you just want a man to, 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 to dick you down? Like, only hoes talk like that. Toes talk like that. Respectable women don't talk like that. And, and the reality is there are a lot of these women out here who are talking like that. They, they try to act all innocent. They go to church. They go to, they're on social media. They go to their jobs, their corporate America jobs, put on their suit, their pantsuits, their dresses and different things. And, uh, and And they're all covered up. And they want to present themselves as these holy and virtuous and respectable women. But when they get around their girlfriends, they're talking about getting dicked down. Then they wonder why nobody's wiping them up. If you talk, this understand, if you talk like that, you're not getting wiped up. You're getting smashed. That's what you're getting. If that's how you talk, if that's how you interact with, 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 with your girlfriends, because, see, a lot of people, I don't talk to men like that. I, I just act that way when I'm around my girls. Well, exactly. That's how you are. That's what you do. If, if that's what you do when you're around them, then that's who you are. And men are always going to know who you are. You know, they're going to see it. You cannot hide who you are. You're going to give off a vibe. Most women out here that are single, they give off a sexual vibe. If you're a freak, then we're going to, you know, you're talking about getting dicked down, that means you're a freak. And most likely, in most cases, a hoe. So we're going to pick up on that immediately. What is it? Let me ask you a question. Why do girls, like when y'all go out with your girlfriends, ladies, keep it real, like y'all be getting horny. You know what I mean, like not not like that, but like not like everyone isn't a hoe. Everyone isn't a hoe, but when y'all get the drinks in you, a lot of times y'all get a horny. Whether you now what you do with that horniness, keep her, I'm just being honest with y'all. y'all. Y'all sometimes call up your boyfriend. Sometimes you call up your ex. Sometimes you call up your friend with benefits. But there are very very few single and celibate women out. there. There's a lot of single black women but there are very few single and celibate women. So you've got to ask yourself, who are they getting sex from? And there's a lot of sex going on out here, and that, that's the reality. If you're, if you're, have, you're going out, you're getting horny, you're getting drunk, and then you're going and, and, and giving somebody the, the, the sex, that, that vibe is still going to be on you, and men pick up on that. You know, if you look at, especially, and not only that, not only do women get horny, but don't let you not be getting along with the guy that you're dealing with that oh, that sends the horniness to a whole other level keep I'm just you know, I've had women specifically tell me this don't give and not, not just do I know it because if I know what I know but i 've had women actually admit to this there's <laughs> a so trust and believe I know exactly what i am talking about when y'all it's even like that beyonce song, Freakum dress you know uh, he he's acting up, but guess what he won 't be the only one. And, let me go on, put on my freaking dress and get the drinks and the guys pushing up. You know, women, you know, y'all y'all be getting it in. You know, I talk about these guys, but no one really talks about the hoeish behaviors, you know, that go on in these clubs and going in these lounges and going after the club. It's a lot of respectable freaks out there. It's a lot of likable hoes out there, you know, that go to work Monday morning, talk to their white bosses, with the white voice oh hello hey johnny hello hey how's it going oh how was your weekend oh it was good i didn't really do too much uh just kind of hung out with my girls you know nothing nothing too much yeah right <laughs> yeah right nothing too much huh? you know and I mean, and that's the thing I'm, and i'm not we all know what it how it goes i'm not judging i'm just saying if you're confused about why you're single, ask yourself, what do you do when you're out with your girls? How do you act when you're out with your girls? How do you talk when you're out with your girls? You know, how do you deal with your horniness when you're out with your girls? Who are you calling up? Who's, who's dicking you down, as Issa puts it? A lot of women. That's, how they, that's their weekend. And they will never speak about it which is one of the things I want to talk about, they will never speak about that, that, that behavior with their girlfriend. That's why I said in the beginning of the show that the Issa character is less familiar with women. We as men see them all the time, but women hide their hoish behaviors unless it's like it's rare. Like if you go out and you hook up with somebody, you go on a date and y'all just happen to get it in, You know, with somebody on the first night, first night, which many women do, you're not telling your girlfriend about that because you don't know how it's going to play out. Now, if you're going to get into a relationship with that dude, if you're going to marry that dude, or you know, whatever, but usually it doesn't work out. So usually, y'all want to keep that because you don't want your you don't want your girlfriend looking at you like a hoe. So you keep that to yourself until you know it's going to be more than just a hookup. And that's what. So a lot of women don't even know. Like when I talk about this stuff. You know, a lot of women look at me like I'm crazy. Like, nah, nah, I don't know nobody that does that date. What are you talking? Nah, I don't know that. Yeah, because y'all don't talk. Y'all talk about the problems with your boyfriend. You talk about the problems with your husband. But you don't talk about the late night sex after the first date. You don't talk about going down on him in the back seat of the car outside of Ruby Tuesdays or wherever you went, outside the reggae club or in the reggae club like, uh, like the chicken, uh, the, I did this show on. What's the Michael Ealy and uh, the perfect, perfect, uh, perfect man? How to avoid dealing with a cycle? Y'all remember that? She she gave it up to him in the bathroom in the reggae club. Most how many women have done that? Should I've done that? <laughs> I, mean, I bet these women aren't are telling their girlfriends about that. So, let's talk a little bit more about Lawrence. That's that's some stuff about Issa. But let's talk about Lawrence, and please be clear—he's far from perfect. But one, so he's there; he's trying to make things work. And as he goes out, I was talking to my wife about this. He's had multiple opportunities to smash. I mean, this is a, this is the most ironic thing. Up first of all, here you have Issa, who's not that attractive, who treats him like crap. Okay, treats him like absolute garbage, right? And he goes out and gets flirted with by the sexy banker. We have Tasha, you know these women who, you know, I mean, it's men get what could be anybody. It could be the woman at the gym, the woman at the bank, the woman at the, the Wendy's, the woman at the DMV. I mean, it literally could be anyone. But these women understand are throwing themselves at these men twenty four seven. If you have an attractive boyfriend, attractive husband. You know, I mean, it, he doesn't even have to do anything. He's going to get flirted with, period. And so he's had numerous, numerous opportunities to to deal with different women. What we see in this show, though, is just one of many, I'm sure. the sec, You know, she's a banker. She got her boobs out. These tellers be, you know, I used to work in banking for over 10 years. So that was like my main career. Before I got out of corporate America, that was my main career, as many of you know. And, you know, the, these tellers are in many cases very attractive for wherever. I don't know. It must be someplace on the application. Are you sexy? I don't know. You know what I mean? But these these tellers a lot of times are very flirtatious. And so he's had multiple opportunities. And you see here the, the young woman, Tasha, she made it very clear she was interested in him. Now he, and and I, the funny thing is you know he's a good dude because he didn't fall, feed into it. I mean, not only did he not feed into it, he was, like, totally, you know, just uninterested, disinterested in in her advances. He just was was perfectly, you know, kept the business and and did what he had to do and kept it moving, you know. But one of the things I found to be very uh, important to point out was that Lawrence, all the things that you saw from Tasha are things that he wanted from Issa. She smiled at him. She supported him. remember when they when he met up at the at the food spot, she came to sit with him? She so she he told her about the app, the app uh and he was like, No, nah, I might just give up on that, I might just get a you know, get a different job. And and she was like, What? No, you need to do that. Like, that's a great idea. Oh my gosh. And you know, she supported his dreams. She flirts, you know, even kept that interest there. She flirted with him. She showed interest. She she complimented him these are qualities any man wants from the woman he's dealing with and please understand ladies okay please understand if you have a man and 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 you are not doing those things that i just named and your man is being approached and interacted with by all these different women at some point he's going to have sex with one of those women okay at some point, depending on what's going on with you guys, at some point he's going to, on some level, engage these other women. It's not right, okay? It is not right, and but it absolutely will happen. I promise you that, okay? I'm not here to make excuses. I don't know what's going on with Kevin Hart. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. Some men are just cheaters. That's not what I'm talking about here. Other men are not cheaters. Other men do not have it. I'll put it like this. Other men do not have an agenda of cheating. Some men actively look for opportunities to cheat. But other times when cheating happens, it's specifically because, and that's not to say, it's not to blame the woman, but I'm just giving you the reason. It's specifically because another woman came in and offered something, and I'm not even talking about sex, but offered something that he was searching for and not receiving at home. Like I said, it's not sex. We can get sex. It's more so about, again, the supporting his dreams, the smiling, the friendliness. These are things that we all want. Okay. Now, let's let's. So we're going back and forth now. So he, so he basically he even tells her, real quick. He even tell, Lawrence tells Tasha, like, look, Tasha, cause she invites him, like, so, yo, let's go get some food or something. He's like, Tasha, look, I gotta go. For I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm not going to not gonna have sex with you. That's basically what he says to her. She's like, oh, okay, no big deal. Like, she's very friendly, very cool, very laid back, you know, and, and that's just what it is. Now, let's talk about, back to Issa real quick. Let's talk about Derek. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Derek was the dude that she was saying, I miss you to on the computer, and they meet up. Right he you know he shows up at the club, they reconnect, they interact this, this and that, she tells him he's single, she's single, she just broke up with her boyfriend, and he's like, look, so they get into the car, and, oh I forgot about it, and she kisses him. I forgot all about it. they're in the in the car making out you have a freaking boyfriend, you have a boyfriend, you know I mean you like whether you all broke up or just had an argument, no matter what, you shouldn't be kissing another dude in the back seat of your car she's like, uh." Oh, He's like, well, you know, this and that about a relationship. He's like, whoa, hold on. I'm not trying to get into a relationship. He's like, look, I'm just trying to smash real quick. That's pretty much what he said. Like, ladies, let me just tell you something, because I, I used to say this myself, and, and I'm sure many of you have had this said to you before. If a man tells you, if you're, first of all, if you're intimate with a man, if you are, you know, physical with a man on any level and he tells you, I'm not looking for a relationship. The only other thing there is at that point is sex. That's what his goal is for. That's the only thing he wants from you is sex. So you have to understand that. You know, it, it, there is no oh let's just be friends. Let's just keep in touch. No, he's just trying to smash. Now, so she she so there's that is bad. She's upset. She leaves. She at, at that point she, it becomes at her job. It turns out that she needs someone to do the career day. Long story short, you know, she doesn't really want to do it, but she calls him to come in and talk to the kids. He comes. They reconnect. They keep that connection. Let me just say right there, that's hoish behavior. Somebody may say, whoa, you know, whoa, what do you mean, dude? I'm like, how is that hoish behavior? How is inviting someone to talk to kids on career day hoish behavior? It's hoish behavior because it's deceitful behavior. Okay, most hoes are also liars, okay, male and female. I don't know how other people use the term, but for me, hoe is not a uh, gender-specific term. They're male hoes and they're female hoes, period. Okay, Issa Rae is a hoe. Her character is a hoe, plain and simple. Uh, Molly is a hoe. Being Mary Jane is a hoe. Olivia Pope is a hoe. Having to have nots, you know, all these women I talked about earlier are ho. They exhibit hoish behavior. Um I'm trying to think of someone real quick so people don't so I don't get to hate male or some male hoes. You know, but I think we all know uh, how to be a player. Uh, Bill Bellamy on that movie, he was a male ho. Um, you know, I'm sure we can name a million other examples, but that's just how that goes. If you exhibit hoish behavior, then you're out. It is with so for me, that, that was hoish behavior because she was dishonest, because she didn't tell. I mean, you're inter, first of all, you're interacting with your ex-boyfriend. They're interacting with your ex-boyfriend. And, and that is called a lie, a, a lie of omission. Okay, if you don't tell, if you do something that you know your husband or your boyfriend would want to know about, and you, you keep that to yourself, you know, that's, that's not, that's dishonest that's actually cheating, you know? And so aside from that, aside from meeting up with him in the club, aside from him coming to the school, then, then you know, then they keep in touch and he says, oh, you know, come on, let's go to the studio, come to the studio with me. That's all dishonest. That's all all bad right there. Uh, he admitted, you know, that he still had feelings for her. He apologized for, for, you know, what happened in the car and this and that. And what a lot of women have to understand is you, you got to stop being so gullible. And what I mean by that is you got to stop falling for the lives of these men. These men will say and do anything. He was very good at what he did. He built up her confidence, you know, told her she should get back in the studio because she rapped. Just, you know, every little thing. He was supportive with the kids, you know, he showed up. And, and men will do that. I know women, one woman in particular, she was just so happy that this guy, he's there for her and, her and her son. She's a single mom, and then there's this guy, you know, who shows up. You know, if, if her son needs to go to a football game, he, take, she, he takes the son to, to get haircuts and just helps out around the house. Something needs to be fixed. And I, I saw it play out. And, and you know, he was just a regular guy at first. But over a period of time, you know, they he hit it. Now, they didn't go on to get married or anything like that, but it went from just a... Oh, he's just cool. He's just helping out to now he's had sex with me. And I don't know if they continued the sexual, you know, thing on an ongoing basis, but that's how it starts. So, what I'm saying is you have to stop. It's not no man is doing these things for you and your son or whoever else out of the kindness of their heart. They want that ass. Okay? That's what they want. They don't want you. They don't want to marry you. They don't want to be your future husband. They don't care about little Johnny. You know, they. I'm sorry, little Tariq, you know, they want you for sex, period. That's it. That's it. There is nothing else, okay? And there are many women out here who have those same types of exes. They have those same types of coworkers. They have those same types of quote-unquote male friends that they keep in contact with, and their man knows nothing about it. Okay, and you know what happens in those situations more often than not—they had sex. Now, I, and I was—I wasn't—I I heard different things through the grapevine. The show, and I kind of had a feeling of what was going to happen, and I anticipated being a lot more angry than I was. Um, I just—it was just like, wow. A lot of women were so surprised. So i saw it happen on social media. Months or you know however long prior to it actually me singing, I saw the reactions. Everybody was so disappointed in Issa. But one of the things that I, I didn't hear was was you know funny things. I didn't know, I didn't know what was going on. But if you fast forward when Lawrence smashes off Tasha, women were pissed. They were pissed. I saw women on social media dragging him all around the city. I mean, they were upset. I can't believe he did that. I can't believe he he had sex with her. He's so bad. He's a dog. I'm like, yo, what the heck are you talking about? You know, he, you know, this is someone, Issa is the ultimate hoe. She has sex with her ex-boyfriend, another, you know, and they are living together. And no one has anything to say about that. No one is calling her a hoe. I've never heard, I've never heard any woman call Issa's character a hoe. To this this whole time, I've never heard anyone say that. I have never, I really, I mean, I don't, and I see a lot of stuff. I see a lot of stuff on social media, but I'm like, wow, she just gets a pass, you know? She gets a pass for all this stuff, you know? It's just all, oh, you know? She's upset that things aren't going well. She's upset that, you know, he 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 doesn't have a job and this and this. and the, the irony is that the irony is that he was getting his stuff together, right? He was getting his himself together. He was working uh he got a job he, you know first of all, he went to Best Buy, but then he got the interview with the big time company, and you know he he got the job there, and it looked like he was you know making some money doing really well, so he was getting some things together, He even had a ring on layaway, you know he already had the ring picked out, told her to come try it on and she is on the couch in the recording studio, backing that ass up. To Derek. Now that I mean that is absolutely and I'm not here to bash her, but again, it's it I'm I like doing these types of shows just to add some clarity. You know, just to show like, okay, you you did this. You know, you can't. A lot of women do things like that. They have those connections with the Derek in their life, the other exes. Other guys they're interacting with on social media, then they literally can't understand why they're not being taken seriously, why they're not getting wiped up and it's really not hard to understand. A lot of women are, are saying now and we're saying even then that he should've, he should have forgiven her because she was so likable and, and, and I'm looking like he would be a fool for wife her up. Any man would be a fool for, for staying with a woman who cheats. I don't get. I can't understand that. You know, so they have sex, and this is, and again, I say she's the ultimate hoe, but she's a likable hoe. She has a nice personality. She's, you know, she's not like out there, but she's a hoe nonetheless. We can't excuse that because when she had sex, she came home. Uh, I mean, as far as we see, I know it's only a half hour show. But as far as we know, there was no showers. She had her same clothes on. She she probably reeked, you know, of sex. Walked back into their house cause I think we all know how sex smells. You know, it's not you can't really you know can't really hide it. Um, they were in a recording studio, so I'm pretty sure there wasn't like a a shower there or she you know washed up with. So you go home to your home that you share with your boyfriend and, and you and he's he's ready, he's waiting. Like, oh he's, she crawls into bed with them. They're kissing and he's trying to get some sex and she turns down sex with him because she just got smashed in the recording studio. Now I, I watch a lot of T V, you know, I've seen a lot of shows and I I'm not sure that I've seen anything on television, in any form of depiction of an African American woman in a more that that was more of a hoe than that, a more hoeish uh sequence of events. You know, maybe Mary Jane getting smashed off by Amari Harwick in the gym, you know, in the in the utility closet in the gym. Maybe that, but it's not or even Olivia Pope getting smashed off in the in the in the closet in the White House. <laughs> but but my, quest, my, my original question was, why do black women have to be portrayed as hoes? I mean, we got people out here, you know, boy, they want to boycott the NFL. You'll boycott the NFL, but you won't boycott the system that has an agenda of showing black women as being nothing more than adulterous whores. Every single show on television featuring a, a lead, a, a black woman in the leading role, why she got to be a hoe? Why does she have to have sex with, with one guy and then crawl into bed with, with her boyfriend? And now she's telling her boyfriend no. So I guess that would have been too nasty. I mean, like, why? Well, you can't get sex twice in one day? What's the, I mean, if you're going to do it, go all the way with it. <laughs> so the next morning she wakes up. If you guys are following the show, she wakes up and she cooks him breakfast. She's cooking Lauren's breakfast out of just guilt. And she goes on this whole big thing, you know, I just want to let you know I love you. You know, I just really love you. I appreciate you, da da da. You know, and that's all out of guilt. You know, what and if you, and here's another thing that I found to be interesting. What what changed? You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden they're good. They go from being in a not so good place. Right, really follow me here. They were arguing, they weren't speaking, they weren't communicating. But now all of a sudden, what, what's different? He, he has a job? He he had a job. He was still getting unemployment. Because really, if you notice, when he went to Best Buy, her attitude changed, right? But the reality is, and I don't know if you really want to get the calculators out. I mean, if it was about money, if you, get, if you have a good job, I don't know if you all know about unemployment, but let's just assume he had a good job. And he lost that job, whether he got fired or he got laid off or whatever. You, your salary is still going to be, um, you know. Let's, I mean, in in Pennsylvania, you're getting like a thousand every two weeks. If you're getting like a, a high salary, say you're making fifty, sixty thousand, you get laid off. You know, you're you're going to get the max, and the max here in Pennsylvania is about a thousand every two weeks. Sometimes maybe twelve hundred every two weeks. That's more than he was getting paid at Best Buy. So he was, my point is that Lawrence was still, he still had money. He was, they make that very clear that he was living off unemployment checks. So I'm just assuming that the, the unemployment was at the max, let's say in Pennsylvania. I don't know what it is in California where they live, but the max was, let's say, 1000 every two weeks. He still had money because he, at Best Buy, you're only getting, what, $10, $12 an hour, $14 an hour, something like that. Nothing, that's not a huge salary to sell electronics over there. So most likely he was making the same amount. So my question is, what changed? Why did things get so much better just because he got, went to a jo- an actual job as opposed to working on his own business plan? And that's, that's something that we struggle with in the black community. You could tell someone, oh, yeah, hey, I got a new job. You know, oh, really, where? Oh, yeah, I'm working at the bank. Oh, my gosh, congratulations. Oh, then you go back and tell them, hey, you know what? Here's this business plan. I'm, I'm actually going to start my own business. They look at you like, you're, oh, whoa, what do you, wh- what kind of business, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, why? I've been, t- i told people that, they even said, why? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, why? What do you, what do you mean, why? Because that's what I want to do. That's my passion. And people, and the black community historically struggles with this. We, we, we have a slave, we still got that slave mentality. They would rather, you got family members, they would rather you go bust your ass. 80 hours a week, 50 hours a week, you know, making an average salary, you know, than to actually start your own business where you can lay the foundation for, for financial freedom as well as just just doing what you love. People, would, people are more happy when you're a slave than when you're the owner. And I'm sure we all, I know plenty of people like that. I'm pretty sure you do too. You ever told? Try go try to tell someone. Even if you're not doing it really, just go try to tell someone. Like, yo, I'm about to start my own business. I'm gonna leave my job and start my own business. Look at, uh, <clears throat> look at uh, Brown Sugar. Perfect example. You know what's the name? I forget his name. He he told his, his people, told his chick. He, you know, I'm about to leave my job. Think about leaving my job and start my own record label. And say, oh, what are you doing? What do you mean? What do you mean this and that? Nobody wanted him to do it. But the woman he ends up. With Sana Lathan gave him the money, gave him ten thousand dollars to do it, and you see who he's with and so that's that's just a perfect example. You have to see that potential. Sana Lathan in brown sugar saw the potential, okay? A lot of people are not seeing the potential, and we have to get to a place where you recognize that potential in in a man in your man, okay. So, so I just, y'all yeah, remember I did my special on Love Jones. A lot of y'all heard that from back in the day. If you haven't, Google my all-time classic special on Love Jones. And I talked about the, the interesting part of the film where Lorenz Tate had sex with me Long, right? And and she didn't, she kept that to herself. She didn't tell her girlfriend. It was like, oh, it's like, oh you didn't have sex with him, But that came out, like, later on. It was like an embarrassment thing. It was like an ashamed thing, you know? And watch this. Molly, I'm going to talk more about Molly on part two. But Molly told Issa that she gave up sex to the dude, to the dude that she was dealing with. But even after, this was after uh, Issa had sex with Derek. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I I had sex with the dude. Oh, yeah, me too. Nah, she kept that to herself. She didn't even tell Molly. She even tell her best friend. Uh, Issa didn't even, they, and they, tell, they they were best friends. They told each other everything, and that's what happens out here. Y'all think y'all got best friends, but a lot of y'all best friends are hoes, and you don't even know it. That I've had women tell me like that. Now, what are you talking about? I, me and my girlfriends—we're not like that. You don't know how your girlfriends are. You have no idea what they do. You know, you have no idea. I, one time, half these guys don't even know what their, their these guys' friends do. But one time, and I was upset. <laughs> I shouldn't have been upset. But I'm just keeping it real. We all went out. It was me and like five dudes. We all went out and uh, went to this club. We had a good time. <laughs> I never forget this. I won't say any names, but my my homie hit me up the next day. Like, yeah, man. We had a, it was a good time. I was like, bro. He's like, yeah, man. It was an even better time after we dropped you off. I said, what? What you mean? He's like, yeah, man. Me and me and so and so. Two of the, it was they dropped everybody else off, but then two of the dudes they went out. And they ended up running a train on this chick. I'm like, yo, what you mean? Why you like? Why you? Why you drop me off? Like, well, you couldn't take me with you. And this, and I was kind. Of, I felt some kind of way back then. This was, you know, 20 years ago. No, maybe longer. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they didn't. Actually, he just happened to mention it. You know what I mean? A lot of these guys don't tell their best friends what they do. A lot of these women don't tell their best friends what they do after the drop-off. So, back to uh, Issa and uh, and Derek. So, she they had sex. And I guess he started catching feelings because, you know, he she was, I guess he was blowing her phone up and she's avoiding the calls and this and that. You know, he knew he knew that she was in a relationship but he's calling and calling. And, um, at this so, back to, so at this point, Lawrence is all in. He's just, you know, he's full steam ahead, ready to make their relationship work. Took her to the mall, they're looking at rings, and she storms out of the, out of cage Jewelers. You know, she storms out. He's like, yo, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I don't feel good. I'm sick. You're sick? You ain't sick. You're sick with guilt for getting smashed off, you know, up against the, the, you know, in the in a mu- music studio. So everything comes to. Well, this is the beginning of it. At the crib, Lawrence sees a text message from Daniel. I'm sorry, Daniel Derek, saying, "What did you say? We're not gonna, we're not gonna talk, or you're really, we're really not gonna talk about this, or something. It's gonna avoid me, you know." And men, men send those types of texts. And and he, and here's the thing. Please, you, you, you cannot have a man texting you. You cannot have a man reaching out to you and try to hide that from the man that you're with. Okay? You can't, you, we're always going to know, whether it's your facial expressions, whether it's your actual actions. You're always, you cannot be texting dudes and, and hide that. Okay? You're, you're not, you're, that's not what you're meant to do. And because it's not what you're meant to do, you're not gonna do it well. You know, and these men are always gonna know, you're always gonna be suspicious on some level. And so when you even if you're just dating, even if you like a lot of times women will be dating, right? And you and but you still got dudes on your heels, they're hitting you up. And you're wondering, like, oh man, he why isn't he why doesn't he want a second and third date? How come he doesn't want he just wants to come over to the crib now? Well, maybe <laughs> I don't know, but maybe it's because you, you were texting all these guys on your date, right? It might not even be all these guys, but men are very perceptive. We can spot emotional unavailability a mile away. You know, you understand that? And, and when we see that emotional unavailability, you got dudes calling, you got dudes texting, you got an ex-boyfriend you live with, you just broke up. That's all emotional unavailability. When we see that, there's nothing you can hope for other than just sex. It will never be anything more than that. Okay, ever. That's all it will be. That's all. That's the only chance you have. It will be just sex. The only way around that is to heal, is to take some time, be by yourself, get over that person, so you can date with a a, a clear, you know, conscience, a clear heart, clear mind. Nobody wants to share you, Issa Rae, obviously is emotionally unavailable. I'm not sure I've ever seen a show or movie or anything, you know, which is a more accurate example of, you know, what I've been talking about for the last 12 years here on the show. Okay? I mean, I mean, you guys have heard me talk about the concept of emotional unavailability. I mean, do you, does anyone have a better example of everything I've been talking about all this time other than Issa, Issa's character? I can't think of anyone. You know, and, and shout out to all the people. I won't name anyone, but, you know, you guys are the reason I'm even doing this show. Because, like I said, I wasn't even going to watch it. I wasn't even going to watch it. You know, I knew about it. I like, oh, check it out. But, you know, you guys were no, you got to talk about it. In- do you watch Insecure? Like, I have inboxes and text messages and people even calling the 800 number like, yo, do you watch Insecure? Do you watch Insecure? Because like, they know, like, yo, I needed to do this show. And I'm glad keep you know. Let me know because I don't I don't watch everything. I watch some stuff. But I don't watch everything. I don't see everything. I don't have time to do everything. So let me know what I you know what you want to hear me talk about. Um. So, and I want to I want to speed it up a little bit. Like I said I got a late start. So, long story short, he sees the text message. He Daniel. I his name? Daniel. Derek shows up to the event. That they have for the kids, and he's just there. And that's, I mean, men see that type of stuff. I'm like, oh, what's that? That Doesn't look right. He doesn't. He seems out of place. We see everything. Uh, Lawrence saw some things that didn't look right, and he even confronts him. He asked, like, yo, yo, what's your connection? Like, what's your connection to this event? You know what I mean? Like, because he wanted to know, and we knew. He knew what it was. He gave him that look, and was like, nothing anymore. What the heck? What the heck does that mean? You know, and so that right there let him know, you know what was up. So what he do when he got back to the crib? Who's Derek? Right? Who's Derek? Uh, and that, I couldn't wait. I could not wait. He's like, uh, she's, like she's like, um, you know, uh, no, nah, it's just, uh, it's just. I forget what she said. It was some some BS.
0: I'm like, oh,
1: but like, what's up with him? You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, he just you know, he just came to school, this and that. Just, and that's when we know. We, it was written. All the guilt was written. That's, she's an excellent actress. She's a very good actress because that's exactly how it would have go, gone. This show really did an excellent job of thinking it out in a very, very realistic. Like, it definitely wasn't no Tyler Perry type stuff on the, you know on this show. Like, totally unrealistic stuff that any man or woman can't relate to, any heterosexual man or woman couldn't relate to. Uh but this was very, very well done. Uh, he said you know, he said, Yo, did you F? Him? You know, did you did you do it? She cries and said, This chick, she told him he was an itch. She needed this scratch. That's some that's hoe talk right there. That I mean, what is that? You just had to do it, you just had to get it out of your system, you just had to get I forgot. She wanted to get what'd she say, dick down properly? I guess that's what she had to get, and she got it. You know, a lot of women get it, but it's just not worth
0: it in the end,
1: is it? Right. So, as any man would do in a, in a realistic situation like this, he packs, he cusses her out, he packs up, he leaves, and he's done with it. You know. And I, I was, I was telling someone in one of my sessions recently. Shout out to her; if she's listening. But I said to her, "I said, I or well, let me, let me, let me not, let me, let me back. Cause I want to move too far ahead. Okay, real quick. So she goes on this girls' trip. Okay, she goes on this girls' trip, and can I you a question? Not everybody who listened to my special on girls' trip with Jada Pinkett and Regina Hall, and you know all that." That was probably one of my more real shows, more informative shows that I've done in my opinion. Definitely check it check that out if you missed it. But my question is, why do these women when they're upset, when they're when they're extra going you know, going through things, they go on these girls' trips and they just wild out. You know, they become hoes, they become freaks, they get drunk. That's like I said, like Molly, I'll talk more about her next time, but she gets you know gets smashed off one night stand. Now, Issa spent that trip just, you know, crying and being upset and being down because she missed him. She felt guilty. She misses him. She's calling. She's texting. He's just ignoring. Me. And I couldn't be happier. But I was glad the way he handled that. And this, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. was like the best thing I've ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? I mean, I was really excited to see the end of this. So she says that she, um, you know, she needs to go home. You know, actually, you now he calls her. He, you know, he texts it, said, you know, I forget what happened, but he calls her, texts her, he ends up back at her crib. And she's thinking, oh, my gosh, she wants me back. She want, you know, he wants to get back together. So she, you know, drops everything, ends the trip early. Molly takes her back. She gets there. She's thinking she's going to be there. <laughs> she's thinking that he's going to be there. <laughs> and they're going to, uh, you know, magically get back together and live happily ever after. And then, and then you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she um, and i you know, this is really funny to me. And then I think any man, you know, any any man who's honest with himself, he looked at this and, and, and felt joy, felt happiness, because just from a place of being able to relate. Um, you know, she goes into the closet and she sees all his all his clothes going. <laughs> <laughs> and it immediately cuts away to him smashing off Tasha, the chick who was friendly and smiling and flirty and supportive, outgoing, and just really you know was there for him you know he gave he gave her what she wanted, and she gave him what he needed.
0: You know, a lot
1: of times when women are done wrong and they're cheated on, they get that pass from their girlfriend to kind of, they get that whole card. It's like, oh, okay, you can go out and do this, you can go out and do that because he did this. And, and unfortunately, men do the same thing in many cases. You know, I don't think anyone should fault him, you know, for what he did. You know, I mean, she did what she did, so... He just did what really any man would do, What what really what what most men would have been done. See, what you have to realize is, and this is very important, most men don't wait for you to cheat on us or for the the relationship to be over to have sex with Tasha in his life. Was it Tasha or Tanya? Who knows? I could be saying it the wrong way the whole time. It could be Tanya, Tasha, whatever. But either way, we're going to do that more more often than not, just off the strength of the arguments, the negativity, the non communication, like all that stuff in most cases, many cases, will drive a man to just indulge in in what the Tashas of the world have to offer. You know, what did he do? When she was on her girls' trip, where was he? He went to the strip club. He went to the Gentleman's Club with his boys. And I want to talk about this. We had a debate over in the Friends group, I think, sometime last year about this. And, and, and many women I've talked to, it, it's one of the more ironic things. And I, I'm glad that this happened on the show and to give me an opportunity to really talk about it from a, a standpoint that most people can relate to. A lot of women think that the strip club, they think that the Gentleman's Club, they think the actual dancers are the problem. They think that the actual dancers are a threat to their relationship, and it's very interesting. It's very interesting that so many women th- think that. And and I, I want to just use this show. What did he do? She, he was upset with her, right? He was upset with, with Issa for doing what she did. But even let's just say this. You know, let's just say that they didn't break up. Let's just say they were still going through what they were going through, and he went out with his homies to the strip club just for argument's sake. Let's say that that's when it happened, when they were still together and they were still going through things. What people need to understand is that, and I'm not excusing, I'm not saying it's, you know, that's what Christian men should be doing. I'm not saying that. but well, what I'm saying is that you have to understand that most men look at strippers as, as just strippers. They don't really look at them as, as actual women. Most men I know have never had sex. Most men I know have been in strip clubs countless times. Okay, many times, many, many, many times. Myself, I've been in a stripper many times. You know, I've never had sex with a stripper. Most men I know have never had sex with a stripper, okay? Getting a lap dance, you know, putting a uh, a, a dollar bill in between their bra strap, ladies, I just want to tell you, is not a big deal, Okay? it's not something that men even look at as cheating because it's very please just understand it's very impersonal men in fact and it's going to seem very hard for many women to understand but the fella's know exactly what i'm talking about men go to strip clubs the same way they go to a sports lounge to watch a fight it's not it's not most men are not there for the women the same way they're not really there for the boxers at the boxing match or the or, or the, the football teams on T V. They're there for the camaraderie with their boys. You understand that? They're there for the fellowship. They're there to hang out. They're there to have a good time, to talk. What were they watching? What were they doing at the strip club? If you guys remember in the show, what were they doing? They were talking. What were they talking about? They were talking about women. They were talking about their relationships. Nobody is sitting up there, oh, my gosh, look how sexy this stripper is. Look how big her boobs are. Oh, my God. Like, it's not that serious. Just like most people at the sports bar are not talking about the game. They're just there talking to their homies. Yeah, the game is on, but they're there for their homies. Like I said, the fellas will obviously know what I'm talking about, the women, not so much a lot of times. And so what I'm saying is, and this isn't like I'm not saying, oh, you know, the strip club is the best place for men to be going. I'm just saying if it happens, it's not the end of the world. It should not, should not be the end of the world. Now, watch this. In the and in fact, if you notice, he got a lap dance from her. Very attractive woman, very attractive dancer. She said, you know, she was trying to get him to pay for sex. What she say? $200 for head, $400 for the sex. Now, I like the fact that, and I could be totally oblivious to what happens in season two. I don't know. It might do some type of crazy flashback. I don't know. But I'm assuming that he did not do that. I'm assuming that he didn't have sex with the stripper, and he just kind of, you know, went up, got his dance and went on about his way. What happened after that? Okay, he went home and he smashed her, or went back to Tasha's crib and smashed her off. You know, and and I and I, the overall point of all that is, I think it's important for women to understand. We want to be with you. Lawrence wanted to be with Issa. Okay? He wanted to be with her. He wanted everything that he was getting from Tasha. He wanted everything that he was getting, you know, from that attention. He wanted that attention to come from the woman that he loved. You know, he didn't want to be in the strip club paying $200 for some some head or $400 for sex. You know, he wanted to be with her laid up on the couch watching a movie, eating some popcorn. That's what he wanted. But because she did what she did, that caused him to do a whole bunch of other things. And, again, I'm not blaming the women. I'm not saying that his actions were justified. Actually, I am. I am saying that. No, I I am saying he was justified based on her actions. But I'm saying in most cases when men cheat, you know, sometimes men cheat just to cheat, you know. But – in many cases, that cheating can be avoided, okay? And the women, and I promise you, if you're the type of woman that's listening to this and saying, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah is this, and that, then you've been cheated on and you're probably getting cheated on now. I guarantee you that. But if you're the type of woman say, wow, you know what? He's making a good point. And they, and they take some time and they self-reflect on their actions and they self-reflect on what they might be able to do differently, then you're, that's, that's the first step to being a great wife. Because the, issue, the, the, the issues here, guys, are very real. Sometimes people look at these shows, you know, and it's funny, like I said, HBO calls it a comedy just for their agenda purposes, but this is far from a comedy. You know, Love and Hip Hop and, 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 you know, Being Mary Jane, and these, these are real, these are the realest possible shows because they show in many cases what actually goes on out here like, shows the real problems from both perspectives. This isn't a bash women show. It's not to bash men. This is just to talk. You know, this is to talk and to open the lines of communication as to what goes wrong in black dating. People have been telling me about this new show, Black Love, on uh, OWN. I'll check it out. I haven't seen it, but I'll check it out. You know what I'm saying? We need, I, I mean, if it's what people say it is, you know, people just talking talking about, you know, their actual relationship, talking about the good things, talking about the bad things. That's what we don't do enough of as individuals, so that's why you see Lawrence doing one thing and, and Issa having all these all this pent-up aggression, having itches that she needs to get scratched, and, and, and how her actions, the show does a really good justice. There are very few shows. Like, for a while, I was really the only person, in my opinion, The only person anywhere that accurately conveyed the emotions of black men, you know, in dating and relationships. I saw a lot of different things. I've heard people talk. But to me, in most cases, it's not authentic. It's not genuine. It's done with a purpose. It wasn't real. It wasn't organic. And I think this show, because even being Mary Jane, you know, it's a good show and it shows a lot of the problems. But it doesn't show, in my opinion, the other side. It doesn't really give you a glimpse into the mind of that man, you know, and how he, these men are feeling based on her actions, what it would make the, the men do, you know what I'm saying, after they see what she's done. And I think women really get a shot. They really get a chance to see, you know, like, wow, Lawrence was really hurt by this. You know, like he really did love her. Like he really wanted to be with her, and because she did not appreciate him, because she did not respect him, this is how he he uh. Real quick, real quick, I want to say it before I run out of time. Somebody, and this is, I think this is in season two, but somebody asked me. He said, "You know, I don't understand why. If he doesn't want to be with her, if he's so mad at her, why did he go over there and sleep with her?" I think yeah, that must have been the. uh the first episode of the second season, which I saw, but the answer is, is very simple. Ladies, understand: in the first season, Lawrence looked at her as his future wife. Lawrence, even though they weren't getting along, even though they weren't, you know, things weren't on the right track, but he still wanted to be with her. So, you know, he was willing to do anything. And this is real life. Once you, ladies, understand, once you break that bond, once you betray that trust. The man is gone. He will never look at you as a wife. That's why I try to tell women, same with sex. Once you start a relationship out on a sexual level, once a man is targeting you for sex, I don't care how long y'all have sex, I don't care what y'all do, he will never look at you as his future wife. That's why it's so important not to even introduce that sex into the equation. This woman gave her body to another man. There's not a man on the planet that will then look at her as his future wife. And that, that, that he will, now not only be, he could marry her, he could marry her all he wants, but that's not, he's not going to view her in in that same way, okay? And it's important to understand that as women, like you just know, like, if you make a mistake like that, there is no forgiveness. You might think there is, he might say there is, he might even act like there is, but trust and believe it ain't over. You know, it, it ain't that ain't the end of. It. I don't know. I don't know what y'all do. I can't speak. I'm not a woman. I can't speak. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all might be able to forgive and forget and live happily ever after and have that. Try. I don't. You know, y'all might be able to. But there's not a man on the planet that has two testicles between his legs that is gonna allow and knowingly allow his woman to sleep with another man and then forgive that woman and live happily ever after the same way he was prior to that happening. I guarantee you. That, does not, that does not happen. I'm probably maybe one of the only people that will tell you that, but y'all better be very careful, you know what I'm saying, about the decisions you make because that relationship, one way or the other, after that is over. I don't care what happens on season two, which I haven't seen. I don't care what happens on season three. I believe it's already been renewed for season three. I don't care what happens with Easton and Lawrence. That relationship in real life is over. And if it ain't over, then he's going to have a Tasha on the side He's going to be doing a lot of things differently than he was doing, okay? And I'm just being honest with y'all, you know? One thing that y'all have to understand is, um, you know, dating is hard. Dating is very hard. and But if you date, you better be darn sure you are in a, a position of emotional availability, a clean heart, a clean mind. On the highest level of spirituality, because if not, you're only going to attract the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, the players, the abusers, the psychos, you know, and it's not going to work out the way you want it to. If, you, if you're entertaining other men, ladies, if you're, a lot of women say, well, I'm single, I'm going to go out with my girls, and you got this guy's number, you got that guy's number, you got this guy's number, you know what I'm saying? You got different guys calling texting you, trying to set up dates all throughout the course of the week. And you go out with one guy, and you got another date with another guy the next day. Just understand, none of those guys are going to work out for you. Dating, listen to what I'm saying, dating does not bring about a husband. Being single and focusing on yourself, focusing on God, that's what brings you a husband. A lot of women think this is a math equation. Oh, I'll just date multiple men, and, you know, the, the law of averages will work out. And, you know what I'm saying? I'll just One of these guys will be the one. Mm that those guys will keep you from the guy. I understand that. So I'm, I'm going to wrap up today. I'm going to wrap up today's show. But like I said, I, I definitely didn't get everything uh, out that I wanted to talk about today, but we'll, I'm, I'm going to make up for that on the next one. And this, like I said, this is definitely going to be a two-part special. It may even be a three-part special because uh, on part two, I want to spend a lot of time talking about Molly from start to finish, just like I did with Issa and Lawrence. I want to spend that same amount of time talking about Molly because there's so many, whether it's her professional uh, or what you see from her professionally, what you see from her emotionally, uh, she dates, she has sex, uh, her mentality is all over the place as far as just the reasons why she didn't want to date the dude, um, you know, even, even like the fact that her even attracting the dude who probably is on the DL, you know, having, letting dudes suck them off, you know, and those types of men as a result of emotional unavailability. A lot of women don't understand why they're only attracting a certain type of men. But once you, you know and I'm saying? Like once you fix yourself, once you become whole, once you become free of the baggage, the, the hurt, the resentment, that's when you start attracting a different type of men. So if you guys want to hear more about that or you feel like, wow, you know what? He gets it. You know, I uh, I can relate. You know, give me a call. Call 855-55-89. Um, this is my busiest time of the year going into the fall, fall leading up into the holidays. I do a lot of free consultations and, um, you know, really lay the foundation for, um, you know, helping women being found uh, by the man that God ultimately has for them. You know, getting rid of that derrick that's in your life, you know, helping you not uh, have your man, you know, smashing off Tasha, Tanya. I forgot what her name is, you know. But either way, you don't want him knocking off either one of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I thank you all for listening. Uh, this was, like I said, this was my season premiere. I take, I always, uh, every year, I take some time off from. The, I go on vacation in August, but so I take some time, uh, you know, from the end of the summer to the fall. And this is the beginning of the new season. So I'm back at it. Uh, I'll be giving you some, some more regular regular shows. I've got some more time on my hands. My son is now in preschool. So you know, he was home with me during a you know, few days out the week. So now I have some more time. So you can look out for some more uh, lunch specials. So, but yeah, tune in. Look out for the, uh, I'll let you know exactly what day's, uh part two of this will be. But the next show, no matter what, is going to be part two. So, Look out for it. I thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.